Welcome to the Quarter to Three Games podcast for uh, early February 2018. Happy New Year. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I'd like you to know my name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not, it absolutely is not Subnautica. (sighs) My name is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not Space Engineers. (sighs) Oh, that's hurtful. And uh, I'm Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is um, not Celeste. Oh my gosh, I want to change my answer now. That's not mine either. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so your game of the week that I expect you to talk about how much you love it. That game hurt my feelings. It should. Yeah, Celeste is really mean. What She's like? She's that little mean redheaded girl that like Charlie Brown liked but would have nothing to do with him. That's how I feel about Celeste towards me. Because I wanted to like it, but man, it's so cruel. What a jerk that game is. <laughs> to give uh, credit, I think it was – I don't actually – I don't remember. Uh, it, no, it was Lord Cosk said to me earlier that it reminded him of Super Meat Boy. And I was like, you know, that's a pretty good comparison. I mean, I guess I respect that people want to make these prohibitively difficult platformers, but I just can't. That's I. There is a baby yeah. mode in it that maybe I should try, but I, it, you know what? I just I've got other things to Such do. Such a baby. <laughs> and amongst those other things that I have to do, let's talk about that this week. But uh, first, what what kind of things are you guys playing? Nick Diamond, I know you got thrown in the in the hoosgow in a certain game recently. Would you tell us a little bit about that game? Oh my gosh, um, that would be uh, Sea of Thieves, um, which is the pirate-y multiplayer kind of uh, game that uh, is done by Rare and Microsoft. So it's not going to be on Steam? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe oh, really? someday if they give oh. up, but I mean, not initially, no. Right. Now, are you um, playing? You don't. Are you, did you wade into the Windows Store and get it, or are you playing on one of those Xboxes? Uh, the Windows Store. All right. How'd that go? Did it, did it crash your computer or, or or explode or anything like that? Uh, I did have to download it twice. Oh, so okay. That's it, that's. I mean, that's better than a lot of people's experiences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was certainly better than the Forza Horizon Three experience. I think it was, or the whichever one was the last one that. Forza game that came out like it just never like it literally never downloaded like eh, okay never mind <laughs> well i'm i'm dreading the day that state of decay 2 comes out because that will be that's oh. the one thing that will get me onto the windows store oh so, yeah let's, let's see when that happens all right so sea of thieves it you can like everybody's the the crew member on one ship right it's like when, when mcmaster and i played lost planet 2 and we're on a train and I oh, did the shooting, and he just had to sit downstairs and press the button to repair us. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I will say that, yeah, it's, it is it is one of those games. It's one of those games where there's a bunch of crew positions on a ship, and, you know, it's, it's kind of constructed in a way that no matter how many people are in your party, there's always just a bit too many things to do on the ship. So, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, kind of juggling who's going to do what, who's going to go where. Is this a pirate puzzles kind of thing where everybody's playing a mini game or is everyone shooting guns and one guy is steering? Uh, Is someone having to load cannons, for instance? Yeah, there like there there is the shooting, there is the sailing or steering or whatever you want to do. But there are like, I would say, mini game ish type activities like. You know, hoisting sails and uh, like running back and forth with, you know, various supplies and loading cannons, etc. Yeah, there's a lot of that. But then but then it also is, you know, married up to, you know, actual ship to ship combat and then sailor to sail or pirate to pirate kind of shooting and swashbuckling. Um, Do you ever go ashore and do any swashbuckling like in searching for treasure or you're always on your ship? I didn't go ashore, but that, as far as I know, there is, yes. Okay. Now, McMaster, have you played this yet? Because I'm going to need you to get... Uh, oh, no. All right, well, I'm going to need you to carry some <laughs> supplies around. Oh, well, okay, I guess. But... Also, swab the deck. Well, sure. I'll and, do that. And also, uh, kiss the gunner's daughter. Oh, nice. Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you just volunteered. Uh, okay, so... Uh, 
is this something, Nick, that you just sort of tried and you're done with it, or is this something that you would be interested in uh, further exploring? Uh, I that's a tough one. It, it it is one of those games where if you don't get into a good group, the experience can be pretty terrible. Like it's only as good as the people with whom you're playing. That kind of right, thing. yeah. And and uh, you know, like as I wrote there. Right now, they have an option where literally the crew can just vote to put you in a jail and mm. you do nothing <laughs> until you, you leave that instance of the game. You just, right. You're, you're, just you're basically being kicked, but with the added indignity of having to quit out yourself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, Master, does this sound interesting to you? Uh, I mean, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like work. <laughs> Uh, there was a game, I want to say it was, oh shoot, maybe called like Icarus Online, where where you as a group man a big old blimp and you fight other blimps, other airships. Am I right about that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a, a little indie familiar, development. Yeah. yeah, it's like an indie game that was on Steam. And this sounds like a more polished, rare version of that with a more accessible, hey, we're, we're wacky pirates kind of theming. Yeah, it's definitely a lot uh, a lot more cartoony. I, I, I will say that if you really got into Icarus Online and expect that experience in this, it's not maybe going to check all the boxes for you. It's an RPG, though, right? Where, like, you're leveling up stats and stuff? Like, is there uh, that kind of Yeah, pressure? there is levels, yeah. There's, okay. there's levels and, you know, bars to fill, numbers to grind. McMaster, <laughs> what level are you in Sea of Thieves? Oh, zero, I think, right? Haha. <laughs> What are you, <laughs> McMaster? Let's not let's you know I don't don't try to don't try to give me these gotcha questions, okay? Uh, all right, Mister. Hey, I own a game on the Windows Store, okay? I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> what, what, did, what what brought you to the Windows Store, McMaster? Uh, Gears of War. Oh yeah, yeah, right. They did one of those as well. Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. which one? Uh, the the latest one. Three, oh, right? God. Is it up to three? Five, I think. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, four. I'm way behind. Okay. Four. Uh, and then four? Four. 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 Yeah, whatever the name one is. Okay. That's, yeah, that's yeah. that uh, one with with old man Phoenix, right? And his son or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's okay. Yeah. I like yeah. the horde mode, of course. I mean, you know, it's great as always. Yeah. Right. That was the best thing in, in Gears of War for me. Yeah, I wish I could. Once get they put Tom the horde there. mode in it, yeah. If I could get Tom in there, man, I'd be all uh, we'd be all over that horde mode. When, when is that coming out on Steam? Huh. Uh, uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably the same time the first Gears of War is coming out on Steam. <laughs> hey, that's how to. Oh, wait. No. Oh, no. That's on the PC. Right. Okay. That famously had like a PC port. But, uh, right. It's probably not on Steam. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. When Lawbreakers uh, breaks 100 players <laughs> on Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, ne- so never. <laughs> uh, oh. Now, McMaster, you've been having uh, some nautical adventures lately, uh, and you finally did something that I was pressing you to do. Tell us about your latest uh, uh, videos, the streaming that you've done. Oh, with Sarah? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we did a stream the other night for uh, – and we've, I've had some, for some reason, some technical problems. But uh, other than that, um, we did a stream the other night where Sarah played Subnautica, and uh, I talked about it. Basically, it you, were in the, you were in the passenger seat. It's right. your job to keep her entertained while she plays the game. Right, right, right. And it, uh, it seemed to go okay. <laughs> well, as it could have. No, no, I, it was a good time. Well, she has she played a lot? I got the impression oh, yeah. she, she knows Subnautica. Right, right. Very, very well. Yeah, we were planning on, when I play, me doing something like Hitman that she isn't uh, as familiar with. And, oh, God, Hitman. I can entertain myself with Hitman for days. I love that freaking game. Well, I do love the idea of you guys streaming together. She's just uh, she's she's a jewel. It's great to hear her, and uh, I you know seeing a lot of you guys yep. doing stuff separately. I just love hearing you guys together. Oh well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, stop on by, folks. <laughs> Nick, have you played Subnautica? Uh, I have played Subnautica. I am playing Subnautica. Yeah. So to avoid spoilers, because I I went when I was on the Steam page for it, I was looking for some screenshots. The screenshots were all spoilers because they were things that I haven't seen yet and didn't realize I was going to see. So who is the least far into Subnautica so we know what cool things not to spoil? 
Anyone mm. want to volunteer? It might be me. Maybe it's me. I've I've seen most of it because Sarah has played it since it entered early access. You know. Okay, uh, let me then just say two words, and uh, Nick, let me know if you're up to this. The word moth and sea. Does that do anything for you? Mm, yes. Oh, so you have a sea moth? Yes. Oh, so yeah. yeah okay, well, I, cool. I just got that, so that's about where I am. Uh, all right, well, don't spoil anything after getting the sea moth, which lets Dude. you stay deeper longer and was a huge yeah. boon to finally get that right uh, yeah no spoilers but you'll you'll enjoy that that game it's if you yeah yeah that stuff's so cool the progression well mcmaster i know you've put, you know you've loved your rim world and these survival crafting <laughs> games where oh god yeah. i need to get a turnip so that i can make a stew or else my guy's gonna starve to death <laughs> where were they hey, that is rim world <laughs> yeah. no that's real life what are you talking about that's <laughs> that's dinner yeah yeah right god I'd love to have a turnip. So, Master, I know you're hip to this kind of gameplay, but it just yeah. takes me forever to get anything going. Uh, I, I think it to get to the sea moth, I, I, I would easily estimate it takes me twice as long as the average person. Um, and I just feel like I'm, there's just so much scut work that I have to do to progress <laughs> that it gets a little discouraging. Uh, Nick, is that your experience, or, or does it feel like it's moving pretty quickly for you? Um, I, I actually, uh, so far, I, I think the pacing or I, I guess the the kind of gentle guidance that the game kind of gives you, uh, you know, with the, you know, with the basic goal being go deeper. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, like I find that uh, I think I'm progressing a lot faster in this game than other survival crafters um, in other survival crafters. I kind of. You know, you're just on a horizontal plane. It's just survive. Um, and maybe there's some dimensional gate or something you're supposed to build at the very end or fight some dragon <laughs> or whatever. Um, a lot Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> in this game, I like I know later on there's other stuff that pops up and I, I know there's sort of a, you know, a, a pretty linear kind of ending that happens. But um, where I am now just that constant drive to, you know, can I get deeper? Can I go down? What do I need to craft or what do I need to do to just get, you know, 10 more feet down, 20 more feet down, whatever I need to do. Um, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I, the only thing uh, that's hampering me, I would kill someone for a map. Oh, really? Because that's one of the, I really respect that you don't get a map. Uh, see i like that i like that too um but but yeah i mean i understand the frustration with that i also like that you know i don't know i, I always dig like learning a place I always oh my gosh i can't tell you how many times i've just gotten lost somewhere and i'm just oh. like why why you know don't what? i have a map you know what nick you could have a map get a pencil get a piece of damn paper <laughs> and get off oh. your butt and draw a map get some i have grid, a magic um, gun grid paper <laughs> <laughs> I have a magic gun that can create an underwater base with a nuclear reactor. Why can't I make a map? I'll tell you why. In one word. I'm going to use a word for you. Because this way, it's more – you ready for this word? Oh, here we go. And it, it, but, oh, this is this is actually could be a pun about Subnautica. It's, oh, it's, I knew it. It's, I knew it's it. more immersive. Immersive. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I knew it was coming. Uh, <laughs> I just cannot roll into my head far enough. <laughs> Has either of you guys looked at it in VR? Yes. Um, uh, it looks so awesome, but the controls are just driving me crazy. So I was like, nope, I'm going to play this flat. It's uh, it's pretty good on the uh, Oculus. Um, it, it does look awesome. Um, but yeah, I can understand that uh, as well because it is a little weird. I mean, Sarah loves that's like her. She loves to play Subnautica in VR. So uh, you yeah. seen a controller, or I guess I, I need to no, I play with a mouse, mouse and keyboard. Oh, because that's the thing in VR. I just can't. A, a keyboard's just too disorienting when my fingers. Like I'm I'm the kind of guy who's constantly having to look down and shift my fingers when oh, I'm typing. Oh, I I touch type. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I hear you. I mean, but I taught myself over a long time, so I I, I feel you on both sides, you know. Um, I guess I just haven't played enough Mavis Beacon. No, oh, no, I, like for Taking me, of the was, dead. Right. Yeah. What was it? I mean, I guess for me, it was programming a ton. You know, right. just like you just type so much. Wait, and no, but, but like, like you don't type. 
So I don't know what the hell you're doing. You got to work <laughs> on it, Tom. Work on it. All right. I'm going to get a Mavis Beacon game, and I'm going to go to town. All right, I have a quiz for you guys. I'm going to give you guys one, two, three, four, five. I'm going to give you guys the, the names of six games that have come out on Steam in the last week or so. Actually, five games. In here, there's one fake game. Oh, no. You guys each get one chance to guess which is the fake title from these okay. six names. Five of these are actual games on Steam. No cheating. Uh, and then one of them is a fake. You get one chance to figure out the fake. McMaster, since I'm sure you're going to lose, I'll let you go first. Oh, All right. Mm. I'm going to hear the six titles. Nazi Elimination, Soulless Crafting, Farm Adventure, Shadow of Something, Cartoon Hero, and Stellar Warrior. McMaster, which one of those is fake? Cartoon Hero. Nick, which one of those do you think is fake? Wait, did was one of the titles Shadow of Something? Yep, Nazi Elimination, Soulless Crafting, Farm Adventure, Shadow of Something, Cartoon Hero, and Stellar Warrior. Just, just something? That's yep. what it is? Yep. <laughs> All right, I, I'm picking that one, Shadow of Something. Real game, so is Cartoon Hero. Ah! The one I made up, Farm Adventure. There's no I was Actually, afraid that that was the ones. It sounded like he thought of Stardew Valley or something. <laughs> I should probably check. You know, I didn't ver. I, I should probably check whether or not that is a game on Steam because I made it up and, and didn't bother to verify. But there's actually something called Nazi Elimination, uh, and then Soulless Crafting. It's not like without a soul. It's like comforting, like solace, like S O L A C E. Oh. Well, but I love way, the, I have no problem imagining that. Right, exactly. I love that if you say it, you, you could hear it as soulless crafting. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just staring at a blank wall and just crafting oh, torches like, or whatever. <laughs> I've like done some, that. Sometimes I'll be like logged in to Steam, uh, my Steam account while I'm at work, and I'll see like some of my friends pop up playing like what is it like Idol Heroes of the oh. Realms or something? It's like what a clicker or something. Don't judge, McMaster. Oh God. <laughs> okay, well then, Mister Mister, uh, better than no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, what are you playing these days? Lots of stuff. Awesome stuff. Stuff that you don't know about because it's from Canada. No, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, no, I've been playing, uh, let's see, Monster Hunter. Um, okay, see. wait. Hold uh, on. What? You're not playing Monster Hunter. Get it right, McMaster. Let's be, let's be specific. Monster Hunter World? Very good. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, uh, hold that thought because we're going to talk about that. We're going to do a Monster Hunter World podcast uh, in two weeks. Uh, and this is a game, correct me if I'm wrong, Master, I don't have it yet. You hunt dinosaurs and then use their scales to make pauldrons so that you can hunt tougher dinosaurs and use their scales to make thicker pauldrons. Do I pretty much have the game flow? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in two weeks. So what else besides what? Monster Hunter World are you playing? Uh, okay, so lately, yeah, that and um, Dominion's Five. Like I oh said, no, I tried to wave you off of that. I was like, McMaster, that's it's too complex for you. You're just gonna oh. get confused. <laughs> There's too much detail, too many numbers. You're gonna get bored. Uh, well, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, no, I think you were. Dude, I swear to God, <laughs> play Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, what, what are you liking? Is there a specific race that you're playing? Or are you just sampling uh, different ones? Tell us about your Dominions Five. I, you know, not a lot of it's been successful, but I, I, I'm enjoying it this this time. Like Dominions Two was the last one I played, and uh, I just couldn't get into it for some reason. But uh, Five is a Five's a, a lot of uh, UI improvements. First and foremost, that, that means now, a lot to me. <laughs> what did you do to to get? Because for me, coming from Dominions Four. It feels pretty familiar with it, with a few minor differences. What did you do to learn the interface to sort of acclimate yourself to the game? Like, did you just jump oh, in and figure it out? Was there any no. video you watched? Did you read a um, manual? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I went into the quarter to three forum thread on it uh, and asked, and somebody pointed me. At, you know, it's always like there's stuff up thread, and I'm like, I, I know, but I mean, there's like a million posts, you know. So like, I ask, and someone points out, you know, that there's these video series that are like. 
done by I guess it's their official or something now. The guy is like this British guy that shows uh, like uh, he does like the six part video series. Like I, I'm one of those people that like people are always like, oh my god, look at that. And I'm like, I don't mind watching four hours of some British dude showing me how to play a crazy fantasy game. That's entertainment to me. <laughs> like and and for me, because we're different sides of the coin. There, I don't mind reading a 200 page PDF. Like I, there's a good manual with it. I would much rather sit down and read through that because I love reading rules and Dominions 5 is great for that. Um, yeah. There I, is a gigantic manual. Oh, yes. No, yeah. make no mistake. Yes. No, and I uh, I enjoyed it too. I just, I don't know. I, I learn better watching somebody, I think, a lot of the times. Uh, but, I, but I enjoy also the manual is really well written uh, and it's pretty cool. I've actually gone through it uh, a little too. I'm just uh, like, I, like one thing I was really fascinated with, for instance, that you get from the manual, you don't really get from a lot of other places is how it generates income. You know, from the surrounding areas and everything. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, Mr. Sm- Mr. Smarty Pants Video Maker didn't explain that to you in his four hours of videos, huh? <laughs> I also just said I knew how it worked, jerk, because I read the manual. Right, right, but your your vaunted <laughs> your vaunted British tutor doesn't explain that, huh? How about that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. It's horrible. See what happens when you rely on videos? I'm going to kill him now. He's a dead man. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, but it it was pretty fun to watch those. Um, Now, is there – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. The race that he showed is is one that I've had limited success with. Is what, the Jotun or something like that? Yeah, they're the the ice giants. They're just big, powerful, expensive units pretty much, right? Right, right. Uh, I, I like those. Uh, they're, they're pretty fascinating. I played Katis a few times. Um, How do you and, what, Katis? Is that wait, I guess? who? What? It's C T I S, but there's a there's a hash uh, yeah, mark. After the uh, yeah, I said I said Satis, but I don't know if it's Katis or whatever. Or something. Whatever like it that. is, it just occurred to me. I've never heard that or said that out loud. That was a that was a <laughs> jarring experience. <laughs> Uh, I've also played a couple of the human nations, um, you know, just just trying different stuff out. Uh, some of the fire uh, nations, I tried a fire dragon, you mm-hmm. know, that's pretty cool. I like the fact that you could make a god that's like a giant tree that just sits somewhere, and uh, that's pretty much it for him. I mean, well, he could research and craft stuff and everything. Right. right. But it's just a big tree. Or the other one that I enjoy is the giant fountain of blood that you can play as. <laughs> Those guys are nothing if not imaginative. I mean, it is a great game for just poking around and seeing what different things you can do. Yeah. And, you know, I'll admit, I think my mindset's a lot different because it's been a couple of years between Dominions 2 and 5 since when I played it. Uh, you know, so, I mean, that, that might be part of it. I, I do enjoy the experimenting. Um, aspect of it because you can totally do a lot of really crazy fun things in that game you're not mcmaster i just because i'm a little concerned for you you're not playing <laughs> multiplayer are you uh no i keep okay. c- considering it but it just seems like it would go so slow that i might not want to <laughs> you know because it seems like it would take like a month and a half to play a game or something well, oh, yeah, it certainly requires a little patience for, for things to happen. I guess it depends, too, on the map size and stuff. Right. Well, like, right. I, I can tell you that the the guys on the forum, some of them are brutal, and oh, they will no. make your game quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, well, it'll be over very soon, McMaster, <laughs> play with those guys. Start again. Like, you'll be making two moves, and they will just come crushing into your area. <laughs> Nick, do you know this from experience or just from reading on the forum? Uh, no, I, I played a couple of the um, Dominions 4 uh, games, and they just ran roughshod over me. It was great. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of numbers in math, and when you get professional mathematicians in there, it's a little unfair. Yeah. It's yeah. their job. To, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm always like, hey, you, you guys want to go play some Quake? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting outside with Quake, boys. <laughs> Uh, so, Nick, what else have you fiddled with lately? You know, actually, let me tell you guys one of the things that I started, and I don't – has either of you guys played much of Life is Strange? No, I didn't really. Oh, like the uh, the girl. <laughs> the girl game, <laughs> right? The girl. Yeah, I mean, I know what it is, obviously. It's that, um, you know, the, the young girl. The girl. Uh, the girl, adventure right. Adventure game. Like, yeah, yeah, I haven't played them. 
yeah. It looks like a. Uh, it looks like one of those, um, like The Walking Dead and all that kind of things. Like Telltale's. Uh, Telltale. That's it. Yeah. So Nick, what? It, so you, you. That's just because you've heard about it. You don't. You haven't played it, right? Uh, I played the first one. I have not played the second one. Oh. Like all the way through, or just messing with it a little bit, and then uh, no, all the way through, all the oh. way through. Uh, it's Chloe. I'm sorry. That's yeah, yeah, name, Chloe. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and and it, it's here, here's my issue with it. I'm I'm really keen to play it uh, because I'm keen to play the prequel that they made, uh, and I, I I I'm just not sure because the conceit is, and I don't think this is a spoiler. It's in the very first you know 15 minutes of the game. The conceit is she can rewind time. Right. And in right. a gameplay perspective, you go down one path and see what happens, and then if you want, you can back up and go down another path. And so there are these forking branches like any kind of adventure game like that, and you can navigate more freely the choice and consequence stuff with the rewinding of time. Uh, and I, I love that idea, but here's the problem I'm having, Nick, and you can let me know if this is a problem throughout or if it's going to break out of this. I am just not sure that I can bring myself to care about the teenage drama stuff. <laughs> it, it really is like watching for you then. <laughs> uh, it's like watching some show on CW or something, and I, I, I like whose boyfriend is with whom and who's popular, and the girls are picking on her. And I mean, I. I, I uh, because it starts with an intriguing nightmare where you're thinking there's going to be some apocalyptic evil or something, and now suddenly I'm having to like print out an email proving to some girl that another girl was a jerk to her. I don't care about that. Like, uh, is something interesting going to happen soon, Nick? Please let me know. Uh, the I mean, the game does get serious, but I'm I'm not gonna lie to you it stays pretty cwe there's a lot there's a lot it's pretty short yeah it's pretty short all right uh and so you haven't played the sequel no i have not okay or what about a um, sequel or whatever did you play the squeakle mcmaster oh. i can't believe you <laughs> Oh. Chipmunks. Chipmunks jokes. Oh. oh, look, McMaster, it's 2011 on the phone. It wants its joke back. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I just saw Nobody 2011. It said back. it could. It, yeah, exactly. It said I could keep it. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm trying Life is Strange, so I've got that. We'll, we'll see. Uh, if it's short, I'll stick with it, I, I guess. Uh, and I do like the writing, to be fair. I mean, if I'm going to have a game about teenage angst at least it needs to be as competently written as life is strange is so far um, so yeah All I, right. I will say that at least none of the main characters are super shrill and terrible like they're they're all teenagers so ugh. but <laughs> at least they're teenagers that i wouldn't you know immediately want to kick out of the car Right. Fair enough. Exactly. And that's what this, the experience of the CW is. It's there's nothing inherently wrong with the story about teenagers. It's stories about annoying teenagers, I right. guess. And, and, <laughs> yeah, Life is Strange is not doing that so far. That's what I loved about Oxenfree, by the way, is right off the bat. Those teenagers were sympathetic and I liked them. And I was like, hey, these kids are cool. I don't mind hanging out with them. Yeah. So McMaster, what's something else that you're playing? Uh, OK, you, you remember. Oh, no, wait, wait. Other... Sorry, McMaster. I'm going back to Nick. Oh, um, let's see. Oh, uh, Empire Deluxe Combined Edition. That, that, talk about 2011 calling. 1997 <laughs> called, and it wants its game back, Nick. I know, but this is the new version. This is the new redone, quote, HD version. Wow, and how's that, how's that holding up? Um, For me, I like it. I, I, I was a huge empire deluxe guy like i really love that game um so the idea of somebody taking it polishing it up you know putting it on a new engine and then you know sticking it in steam great awesome for me after games like civ 4 though doesn't it just kind of feel underdeveloped or no is that simplicity an asset uh, I I think for it I, I think for what it does the simplicity is a, is, is an asset. It's you know it it kind of goes back to that you know I guess the closest analog would be like the Advance Wars type games. Right, right. 
but those throw in lots of story and drama and right there's a lot of that and then you get the cool animations and everything i mean i i will say you know this is like dominions as far as if you're you know mr g whiz graphics guy you want to stress your nvidia card maybe not the game (laughs) for you (laughs) well actually so here's actually my real reservation nick is uh, compared to, you know, I don't mind that it doesn't have graphics. Dominions Five doesn't really have much by way of graphics. They just they get a lot out of a few pixels. But isn't the theming in Empire Deluxe just so bone dry? It is a little dry. Yes, okay. it is. It is very much blue versus red or whatever. And you know, <laughs> and, and the, the, just here's a tank. Here's an army. Uh, infantry man, tanks. Yeah. Very yeah. There's no personality. There's not a lot of you know national rah rahism in there. It's just very abstract. Here's an army versus an army. And I think that's what would would do it in for that. Like that's what I would lose patience with is when there are games out there that have some kind of theming or personality or character. I just have no interest in training another infantry and then moving it one square at a time. Uh, you know, although so I think back to around that time, uh, Nick, do you remember games by QQP like Lost Admiral and Perfect General? Oh yeah. Like those games had character. Like those are the games I'd love to see updated. Uh, uh, I would play general. those. Wait, isn't there a perfect general? Isn't there a redo of that? Probably, probably. And I'm sitting was. here talking about how I would play that, and I haven't. Yeah, there was a, a fantasy version of it, which I don't quite recall what that was. But QQP uh, didn't they also do a Merchant Prince? Um, or Machia, oh, yeah, Machia- Merchant no, Machiavelli the Prince. Yeah, that it, was well, microprose. Yeah. It was Merchant, right? But that was developed by QQP. Microprose published it, right? It was M- Merchant Prince, and then they later rebranded it as Machiavelli. And because that Mach- game is absolutely amazingly awesome. Yeah. Love, and is it that yeah. QQP Hell or am I, Do I have it wrong? Is that not QQP? I, I don't remember. I don't remember, man. But I know okay. we used to play that hot seat constantly, like me and my friends. You know, that game is so great. So that's and, the kind of nostalgia that I could get behind. Is that stuff? St- yeah. That game still has my absolute favorite map clearing kind of mechanic where you know, the, does. yeah the, yep. the fog of war whatever you want to call it where you can't see the map is you know the here be dragons kind of thing yeah, <laughs> where it's just a bunch of like yeah where it's just a bunch of sketches and it looks terrible and you don't know what's out there and then as you get <laughs> out there oh oh here's the shore okay right, right. yeah and then you use it in the context of a strategy game and setting up trade routes and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I did like that a lot. Yeah. All right, so Empire Deluxe, super old. Let me tell you guys real quick about something I discovered on Steam, uh, just poking around thinking, yeah, let me try this. It looks interesting. And I think I'll be streaming it uh, t- tomorrow, February 2nd. Uh, a game called Scavenger SV4. Who? Which, yeah, I know, right? Uh, so you start off in a spaceship and – it's zero G, so you're basically just a floating camera. It's a first-person perspective. You're just a floating camera moving around in a spaceship. But the spaceship is full of screens that you can left-click on, and now you're fully interacting with the screen, and you can click buttons on it and stuff. So in this spaceship, you're given a brief – you wake up, and you're looking at a, a log explaining where you are and how you got there. And I think this is dynamic. There are several different starting stories, but the idea is – you're around a, an unexplored planet, and there's a lot of radiation coming off of it, and you can't stay too long because it's breaking down. Like It's making you sick the longer you stay, and you've got an auto-dock that will rejuvenate you every now and then, but there's, that's part of the tension is you can't stay there forever. And so as you're mucking around these different screens, figuring out what you can do in this spaceship, one of them is a, uh, uh, a probe that you can launch to the surface of the planet. Oh. And the probe, you're sitting there at a screen, and the probe has on it a camera. And you land the probe, and depending on which planet, I've tried it a couple of times. This is very much a roguelike with permadeath. Depending on the planet, you might be able to see more or less clearly. But either way, so far at least with the cameras that I've used, uh, it's a pretty fuzzy perspective. Like things are kind of geometric shapes, and I imagine what this is hiding is a, is a primitive graphics engine. Um, So you drive this probe around, and it can pick up items that you find, and it can explore, and as it's exploring, it unfogs a map. 
And when the probe gets its, its storage area is full, you bring it back to the spaceship and you offload the items and you put them in a little science bench that researches them. And you're finding things that either ha have monetary value and or they can be used on the probe, new equipment for it. And this includes weapons because one of the things you might run into are aggressive – I don't know if they're supposed to be robots or aliens, um, but if, they'll kill your probe, in which case you're done. There's no building a new probe. You've got that one probe, and the radiation is killing you. If the probe dies, you know, leave. You're done. You go to the, the console where you're piloting your ship, and you say, you know, go home, and you click the button. You go into warp speed, and it gives you a little breakdown. Here's how you did. Here's how much money you made. Here's what kind of life you have after you retire you know, or after this expedition. Um, so it's like a roguelike like that with a primitive engine, and if you like mucking around with systems and screens – uh, and moving a camera around, and you can equip it with a microphone and mapping areas. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by, and I don't know if it'll hold up over the long run, but I'm fascinated by this indie game, Scavenger SV4. I have two words for that. Sir. Duskers. Exactly, but, but simpler. <laughs> Far simpler, like Duskers... No, no, Duskers is great, but Duskers becomes about juggling, like a lot of juggling True. and figuring out the interface. And, oh, God, I've got to hurry up and close this door. This is very much a – so awesome. You have one character and one probe, and it, it's way more intimate and I think first-person and accessible than Duskers. Like Duskers, and this is part of the design mandate of Duskers, you're always one space removed from your little probes oh, yes. exploring the spaceship. But uh, – the appeal of Scavengers SV4 is you are down in it. You know, you've got a camera, you're seeing the stuff, uh, you are a person moving around on the ship, and you're getting sicker as it goes. Uh, but yeah, Duskers is a much more developed version of this idea. Absolutely. Well, I was I was up above it. You were up above what? And <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It was a Nine Inch Nails reference. Old crappy. You said down in it. And someone will find that funny. McMaster, the 90s called, and they want their music references back. Um, <laughs> I can't help that. <laughs> we, we are covering a lot of years in this podcast. Yeah, serious time travel, right. Really uh, in the years. McMaster, what's something else you played lately? Uh, well, uh, the the thing that you I sent you a picture of the other day, and you were like, what the hell is that? Oh, God. Here we go. We're going to do board games, everyone. Everyone, oh, everyone can turn off the podcast now. Okay, never mind. No, no, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I want. I mean, and Nick can roll his eyes, but you and me, I want to talk about this stuff. Oh. I want to talk about this this nonsense that's uh, gracing your kitchen table right now. I presume. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. My my friend bought it for me actually as a gift, and I think it's pretty cool. It's Rune Wars, uh, except the miniatures game, the Fantasy Flight, trying to punch uh, Games Workshop in the face. The game. As always, uh, that's you know their hobby. If you're not partnered with them, they try to kill you or buy you. And uh, they, uh, yeah, Rune Wars. It's pretty cool, actually. It uses a lot of the um, XCOM or not XCOM, XCOM, X-wing mechanics. Uh, and uh, I guess you did you ever play Armada, Tom? Oh yeah, did, yeah, right? yeah. I and. Yeah, okay. and I, I have a story to tell about that, but go ahead. Yeah, I played Armada, and the guy I played it with went online and, and started just looking up decks that were used uh, in tournaments. And so I, I yeah, and so I stopped playing Armada because <laughs> yeah. I had no desire. I wanted to play against my friend and not the decks that he had looked up online. So right, yeah, uh, yeah. I, if there's anyone out there listening, I need a new Armada partner for Star Wars. <laughs> so like. Uh, you know, it it uses. Uh, I think it's similar to the Armada system, but you you have trays of units. Um, I mean, this isn't similar to it, but the way it moves is you hold the you have the the measurement ruler and you lock the tray onto it or whatever, and you move a certain point. Yep. You know, it has. A, yeah, uh, X Wing is a little bit more loose than that. You know, I mean, you have kind of like, but the, these have like kind of a lock in system. On McMaster, them, I, I find it interesting that you reference that, and I think it's a sign of the times. I'm not making funny or anything so i think a lot of people do this that you reference that to x-wing and armada when it predates those games with all that like all, all those like games workshop warhammer stuff um, no no I, i'm well aware yeah uh 
Actually, you uh, did mention uh, that. Fair enough. But but you did mention that. But that you know, those are games where you don't have a board. You're just playing on a tabletop, and you're measuring distances, and you're moving things right. according to, to ranges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But to be fair, the difference is, and the reason I even mentioned this is that. You know, yeah, sure that they, you know, the Games Workshop stuff came with templates and it came with like all that crap, but it didn't come with like the actual movement measurement. You have always had to use like a ruler or some sort of like actual tool to, right. you know, that didn't, or you know, like something like that instead of like these like pre built little pre cuts. And that's why I mentioned X Wing because it's like you move what, uh, whatever you rotate the dial to uh and then you can move that far in whatever direction uh and it kind of operates like that uh with the exception of course that it moves like uh, fantasy armies so you you have blocks of troops and they each have these little dials and uh, i won't get into the absolute minutiae of it uh but you do you spend points to build an army and uh yeah you clash and after eight turns whoever has destroyed the most points of the enemy uh, wins. So is this a collectibles boondoggle, or do you buy a complete set of Rune Wars figures? Uh, you know, it's kind of a, a half and half. I mean, it's not like random, but it's like it's like Warhammer. You know, I mean, like, the, the box comes with a 110-point army of undead and a 110-point army of human, uh, I think. Uh, and that's that's a relatively decent size. I mean, you could go another. I think probably they intend like a standard battle to be 200 points, you know, because they want you to spend a few bucks. But to be honest, compared to Games Workshop, it is kind of like a walk in the park because like you can buy like a, like you know something like I don't know 20 figs for like 25 bucks on Amazon, you know. And Games Workshop, that's like easily 50, 60, 75 dollars. Uh, so they're really going at them, you know, and they're nice-looking figures, too. So. Nick, did you hear that? Is, uh, McMaster is so attuned to this kind of gameplay. He called them figs. Figs. Oh, did you catch that? Figs. 20 figs. 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 Yeah, he couldn't even be bothered to say the whole word figures because he's so immersed in this culture. Right. And he well, why would you say it? Why would yeah. you say it? Yeah. Uh, you, you don't need all those syllables. People know what I'm talking about, right? Figs. Yeah, so, so it's got 110, 110 figs come in the box, huh? No, no, 110 <laughs> points. Oh, right, right, 110 points. Yeah, okay, so – and then uh, different, Actually, a good number, though, do come right. in the box. Well, different figs have different costs, right? Right, yeah, um, and they have these – I hate you. Uh, I have the, <laughs> they have these cards uh, that has the point costs on the back per size of the unit. Um, and what's interesting about it, uh, like I said, not going to get the super minutia, but this is kind of uh, a fun – thing is that uh, the trays uh, have a facing you know forward backward whatever and they also have a rank and however many trays you have on the front is however many like dice you or however much damage each wound does and then however many trays backwards is however many dice you get to re-roll uh, master uh, how many how many extra figs have you bought none Oh, you're just using the corset, just the, the the figs that come with the corset. Right, yeah, that was what I sent you a picture of. Was, that's right. the corset, yeah. Do you have a uh, favorite – is there in, – in that grouping, is there a favorite is, – is one of them your favorite fig? I don't, <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I've, I've only really played the once, uh, so uh, I haven't really grown attached to any of them. Uh, were, were your figs the human figs or the undead figs? The undead figs, sir. Did your figs prevail? No, actually, I barely lost. Oh, okay. Huh. Sorry to hear that. Your figs were defeated. The, uh, the Undead Army does have a cool uh, feature where they can respawn units into their trays and stuff like that. If they oh, yeah, they're undead, of course. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Right. So they get to rise uh, and all that. You know, get on there like Public Image Limited, you know. Speaking of undead, McMaster, guess what level my necromancer is uh, has for uh, – uh, Mastery oh for rabbit riding in Guild Wars 2. Guess what level? Oh, Mastery. five. Uh, okay, three. But I'm getting there. Oh, okay. See, God, I gave you a little bit too much credit. Master, That's how sad. many how many rabbit mounts do your characters in Guild Wars have? Uh, uh do I have a rabbit? No, mount? you don't. You do not. Oh. How do you know? Maybe I got on and got one. Nope. I can look at when you when you were online last. Don't think that I'm not keeping an eye on you, McMaster. Yeah. That's creepy. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure that he doesn't get more achievement points than me. I'm worried. Eventually, that he's there's going to be a movie of this, like a movie of the week, like a, a, a cautionary tale. <laughs> I get like a single white female kind of movie where uh, yeah. we're playing Guild Wars Two, right? Instead of Ceiling Cat, it's Ceiling Tom. What's implausible about that, McMaster, is the idea that you would ever boot up Guild Wars Two again. Oh no, I'll play Guild Wars Two. Sure. Better. All right. I know, I know. I, you, you're always all over the place, though, so I don't know where to go. What, what if they add a MOBA mode to Guild Wars 2? <laughs> they kind of do. God, of course they do. They have an yeah. everything mode. <laughs> uh, I actually, yeah, I'm really not into MOBAs that much anymore. I'm sad to say. I think I, my hand is too messed up for it. And same thing with, like, Overwatch and all those shooters. Wait, are we off of board game talk? Well, you just yanked it out of us with the bobas. <laughs> Nick, if if you were if we lived locally to you, Nick, you would be so into board games. You would okay, not wait. be able. We would force wait. you to play them. You would love them. You would like them. Go ahead. I or, have board game news. Oh uh, well, yeah, he's got a copy of Monopoly news. with his family. Yeah, okay. What's oh, your you're gonna news? love this. You're gonna All love right. this. All right. I know how much serious board gamers love Monopoly. Oh, my God. And so Hasbro is answering all of your prayers. <laughs> oh, finally. By making an edition of the game that's longer and oh, encourages cheating. All right. So right off the bat, Nick, you have fallen for the Hasbro marketing. Boy. <laughs> I can't believe I'm hearing this from Nick Diamond, normally so astute with gaming news. And nope, hook, line, and sinker, he takes Hasbro's line of hype on their stupid Monopoly update. They're just – they're doing what they can to sell Monopoly. So they're calling it a cheater's game, but all it is is there are special power cards that are going to sit in the middle of the board when you're – and all you're doing is you're playing stupid Monopoly, but you can mm. buy some of these power cards in the middle <laughs> that give you a special ability. So no, their wait, idea – Wait, and, there's and, also and, a handcuff. But you wait, can get handcuffed more. to the board. <laughs> I didn't know about that. That's yes, weird. That's, that's a like a handcuff. That is a little – like Fifty Shades of Grey business there. I don't want that yeah. in my Monopoly. If you get caught cheating, you have to go to, quote, jail, except now it's a handcuff attached to the board. So it's just like how you felt as a kid forced to play Monopoly. <laughs> I hear you, yeah. And Sea of Thieves has nothing on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what else uh, arrived was Rising uh, Sun, but I haven't played it yet. Okay, what is that, McMaster? I mean, is it to, it's about Japan? I think it's the one you're going to be super jealous of, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, it's by Eric Lang, and it's his new asymmetric, you know, chaos in the old world, crazy, uh, you know, uh, Japanese demons and, you know, medieval. Oh, it's not, it's not some boring historical thing? Oh, no, no, it's all demons and stuff. Like, oh, God, the Kickstarter is so sweet. Uh, you get like you get like this uh, box of like extra cool stuff, and like one of the clans is the Turtle Clan. You have fortresses in this game, and if you did the Kickstarter, you get you can you got like plastic turtles with figs. McMaster, so so it comes with figs. Yeah, yes, quite a number, of course. But they're all really, you know, they're just really cool looking. You know, and mostly it's just like Kickstarter stuff uh, that uh, that you get, you know. Uh, extras basically uh, the instead of tokens you get like a lot of the extra stuff in plastic basically and it does sound like a fig boondoggle uh, no but it's like you don't have to collect them you know what I mean like the, the game itself well here's another question so I, I presume you got it because you, you were a Kickstarter supporter yeah yeah so I can't get it right it's probably like not even in retail so I shouldn't even bother it will, it will be it. I'm pretty sure yeah actually that's the way they work usually is they uh, you know they kick start their games first and uh, to get uh, a giant production run right basically right. and um, they they do a, a big uh, retail. Nick, you tried to get us away from talking about board games and you failed see the powerful pull of board gaming see what, see how that works. <laughs> who, who can resist the call of figs? Who? The, the fig call is strong, McMaster, especially McMaster. McMaster loves the call of figs. Yeah. This is what they call bullying, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, I fired up just to see if it still worked. I fired up Bully the other day on awesome. the PC. It looks like, yeah. great. I mean, for what it was, and just, you know, I'm running around Bullworth mm -hmm. Academy, and I've got to go to class, and there's the bullies tripping me, and I, just, I was like, wow, this, 
I could easily, and I had to uninstall it because otherwise I was going to play through the whole damn thing again. Um, yeah, yeah, holy sh- yeah, it really is good. It sure does hold up. Yeah, yeah, that's something I wish Rockstar would revisit. Oh, October twenty sixth. Wait, yeah, I know. Right? So or twenty eighth or something around there. I don't know, you know, uh, but uh, I think you're probably right. Do you know what we're talking <laughs> about, Nick? Uh, what are we talking? Oh, uh, Red Dead Redemption, right? Yeah. Two. You got to put that two on it. Two, yeah. two. Deuce. Or, or maybe it will be Red Dead Redemption Online. Oh God, yeah. You know, yeah. You can buy, uh, like saloon points. I hope so. Uh, po- poker, poker chips. Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember when when we didn't know that Grand Theft Auto was five was going to be this online oh my god i know stuff oh when it was like this awesome single player game and we thought yeah they're gonna be single player there's gonna be dlc for it and there might even be like a zombie apocalypse. there might be a zombie mode oh yeah. can you imagine how great it would be red dead yeah. redemption but with the zombies in the city ah oh, nope and new storylines like the nah. tony and the bikers stuff and all that stuff added to, yeah. And, and yeah nope oh maybe Just, there'll be more stuff with Trevor, we'll see Trevor. So right, no. right, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. We should, uh, we should try some of those uh, heists or something sometime. Now, well, I think them. the problem with them is don't. I think you like need a group of four, and you have to be like. I think Rockstar is making those for people who have played this a lot and need more content. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. Like, if there's a way to dial it down and make it easy for people who aren't inveterate players of Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, huh, but yeah, I, I love know. the idea of those heists. Okay, McMaster, we need you to uh, sit in the getaway car. Just sit in the car and wait for us to rob the bank, okay? Don't go anywhere. Don't attract any attention. Just sit in the car and wait for us. We'll be out in a little bit, okay? Uh, Sure, yeah. Just (laughs) crack a window. (laughs) I want to be the fence. I want to be the guy that wears the the jeweler's eyepiece and just grunts and looks at the stuff that you guys steal and then, you know – Offers you like twenty percent of what it's worth, and then we're like, "No way, man! No, give us at least a half a million, or we're gonna take this across town." This is the best I can do. Take it or leave it. Oh, McMaster, what do we do? Let's kill him. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> that's always my answer, though. There you go. That's uh, our little Grand Theft Auto scenario. There you go. That's yeah. us playing a heist in Grand Theft Auto Online. <laughs> I mean, it is Grand Theft Auto. It's gonna end in gunfire. Exactly. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that has been our podcast for early February. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, speaking of Kickstarters, come on back next week because I have one that I'll be talking about with the folks doing it, and it relates to one of my favorite games from last year. And in two weeks from now, I guess we're going to do a Monster Hunter World podcast, uh, so I guess I've got to pick that up and get to crafting some pauldrons soon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Chick. I've been here with Nick Diamond, Jason McMaster, and we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.